1: www.plushcare.com slash weightloss
0: Michael Reed on LMFM
2: The Minister for European Affairs Vignogel TD for me, the East Helen McEntee joins us. Good morning to you Minister and uh, thank you for your time I'm sure Uh, there's uh, much to say in terms of how uh, the government uh, is handling the emergency uh, but uh, can you talk to us about Government formation talks because I'm reading this morning that Martin Hayden, uh, the chair of the Fine Gael Party, has said that negotiations will continue. Uh, it's not the time to be uh, forming a new government, is it?
0: Well, if I could, Michael, just at the outset, and I know you're saying we'll, we'll talk about that, but you know, I heard Louise Riley and others mention in, in the previous sections there. Before I forget, I, I need to thank every single person who has come together over the last week, but in in particular in the last few days as well, whether it's our nurses or our doctors, our healthcare professionals, our guardian at home, all of our community teams and and people in departments, but also our, our media and our communication outlets because so many people have come together to try and get through what is such an unprecedented situation and I think it's by people continuing to work in that vein that we're going to be able to get through this, so Mm. I I just have to thank everybody who's going out every day and trying to make sure that Mm. we get through this.
2: I think you're echoing what every TD said in the Dáil yesterday, Uh, there was exactly that sentiment expressed by all of uh, the public representatives Uh, but uh, this is the time for the caretaker government to continue, isn't it, regardless of what criticisms or political differences people may have had with you in the past uh, surely it's... uh, Steady as she goes, uh, as best as that can be under this circumstance.
0: Absolutely, and and I suppose that's why I was saying that, because our focus and our priority is to make sure that the people who are working in the front line the people who need the supports, either from government or in in various different ways, that they're able to get those supports. That we're not focused on trying to form another government, because I think to bring in another government, to bring in a different minister for health, to bring in various different teams who maybe aren't up to speed with their portfolio, who don't have the same engagement and relationships and, and interactions that have been had over the past few weeks and months. I don't think that would be helpful for anybody. Mm. So and yeah, there's been some
2: speculation that something would have to be done. Uh, it was raised, I think, by a couple of TDs in uh, the Dáil yesterday uh, because uh, of uh, the Shannon uh, not being in place come the 30th of March. But it's not the case, as I understand it. This is covered by Article 24 of uh, the Constitution.
0: Absolutely. So anything that has been implemented, so we saw yesterday obviously an extraordinary sitting of the Dáil, where only a certain number of TDs were able to come in. Uh, Legislation was passed and now this morning the Thonished Assignment Coveney is taking this in the Shannon. It will pass through very quickly and go to the President. We know that there will be further legislation next week, specifically around renters and protecting people who are in rental and and tenancy positions. Uh, But any... Thing that needs to be put in place to make sure that legislation can not just pass through the doll but the Shannon as well. Hmm. Uh,
2: no, that's the point I'm putting to you, Minister. There uh,
0: is no issue there.
2: No, that's the point I'm putting to you. I think uh, it's quite possible that further legislation will be needed uh, but uh, the Shannon doesn't need uh, to vote that legislation in. Uh, as I understand it constitutionally, Article 24 is the article I'm specifically referring to, uh, and it says that in the case of a public emergency, the time for the consideration of a bill by Shannon and shall. If Dal Eran so resolves, and if uh, the president, after consultation with the Council of State, concur- concurs, be abridged to such period as shall be specified in the resolution. So the Shannon doesn't need to vote on this.
0: Well, that that may be the case, but the Shannon is sitting today and said to that it's taking this at eleven o'clock. It's not going to delay things. So people are not. I mean, if if you look at what the legislation yesterday specifically mm. is doing, there are three things. You have the provisions that have been put in place uh, for the enhanced income support, so whether that's illness benefit or whether that's the uh, the COVID mm. pandemic unemployment payment. You have the further powers that have been given uh, to a lot of our frontline resources and staff where we know, uh, or where perhaps and these
1: are mm. measures
0: mm. that we don't want to implement, where people are not adhering to the guidelines and, and the requests that have been put in place. Sure, But if you mm-hmm. look at the the fact that uh, 58,000 people have already uh, sought the special uh, social welfare payment. 43,000 mm-hmm. of those have already been processed. So everything has been done uh, in as quick a manner as okay. possible. Nothing is going okay. to be delayed by the fact that this is going through the Shannon. And we'll but hear more about
2: the legislation is that,
0: do that
2: is passing through the Oireachtas later in the, the programme. But I think there may be concern that uh, more will be needed. Uh, and just to uh, reference that article of the Constitution, it's Article 24, if people want to look at it, of uh, the Constitution of Bunrochta in their era, and Eran, which uh, seems to indicate that the Dáil can enact legislation with the approval of the president, president after he consults with the Council of State and it doesn't need the endorsement or uh, approval of Shannadar. Uh, but uh, that may or may not be necessary in time to come. Uh, do you believe that we should be doing more? It, it uh, is something that was suggested many times over in the debate yesterday.
0: Well, I think a lot of what was discussed in the debate was referencing what is happening at the moment and, and as you understand and I think most people understand it's, it's an evolving situation. It's very hard to believe that it's only a week since the first measures were introduced. We've had a number of steps that have been taken uh, since last Thursday when the mass gather, uh, ba- gatherings were banned. Since we've uh, asked people to restrict their travel movements even last night, my own department has issued further uh, instructions in terms of travelling. We've already asked people not to make any essential travel We've already said anybody coming from any country anywhere in the world needs to self-quarantine, which is not as strict as self-isolation, but it goes as far as essentially. Uh, We've asked people who are trying to get home in the next uh, few days or who had already planned to get home to get home. Uh, As I mentioned, we will have legislation next week. Minister Owen Murphy announced yesterday legislation, Mm. uh, which will essentially put a moratorium on any kind of evictions, on any rent increases. It will change the notice period for tenancies where people have been in their houses less than six months. And then obviously you've seen uh, in the last few days as well further announcement around our banks. Uh, I know that the, the mm-hmm. Minister for Finance having spoken to the main five banks and, and uh, having been given commitments on
2: holidays, mortgage, uh, mm-hmm. to
0: rent, all of these mm-hmm. he's now you know, talking to uh, the uh, likes uh, of... They're, are,
2: they're extraordinary measures. Uh, I think a lot of people are, are, are very familiar with them and they are extraordinary measures but an awful lot of people believe that they won't uh, address the crisis uh, because of uh, the scale of the crisis uh, and that more will need to be done. Uh, And uh, at a minimum, people are saying uh, that non-essential commerce should stop retailers are saying that uh, and they said it a week ago Uh, and uh, i mean i drove by a a bus stop this morning and saw many people waiting on the bus to come Uh, i know the roads are are relatively quiet and i know that people are are not working in the same numbers that they are but i also know that people are, are going into shops this morning and they're Selling sports gear if anybody comes in to buy sports gear or they're selling watches if anybody comes in to buy watches or they're selling ball gowns if anybody comes in to buy ball gowns and it is not necessary. It is putting them and their families and the rest of us in danger.
0: So, Michael, what we have to try and do is make sure that every decision that we take, A, it, it's guided mm-hmm. by public health. So every decision to date and at every stage that we've taken those decisions, they've been guided by public health, not just from our chief medical officer, but also from the World Health Organization. It may be this. It may get to a stage where, yes, we will have to take further measures. And the most likely uh, next step would be that non-essential shot. So unless you're a pharmacist, or unless you're, you're supplying food or, or necessary supplies uh, that you wouldn't continue. However, we haven't got to that stage yet. And what we're asking people and what we've seen in other countries, and it's to move away from, mm. Italy or Spain and perhaps China, what we've seen in the likes of South Korea, where they have actually managed to flatten the curve, we, as we keep saying to people, without completely shutting down countries completely. Because once you do that, you are essentially restricting movement, you're causing challenges and difficulties with getting supplies and food to people. Uh, And how long that goes on, we don't know. How they've managed to actually flatten the curve in other countries is firstly through the social distancing. And I have to stress this, and I know you have been, and I know everybody has been, but as late as half ten last night, I was getting texts from people to say that parties were still ongoing, that people were still gathering where they weren't within the immediate families, where they weren't applying the social distancing. How we've seen this has worked in other countries where social distancing has been applied, but also where people have limited their interactions. So people don't need to go to these shops. There are a lot of shops that are now working online. They're able to deliver to people. They're able to get these items to people where they need them. But they're right. We may have to move, and the T-shirt very clearly said that the other reasoning. We may have to take further steps, but all of this has to be done at
2: a time that is right, because we don't know
0: how long this is going to last. The legislation yesterday. When will it be uh, right?
2: Had, had, had a sunset close mm.
0: until uh, the 9th of May. I know,
2: and that's why the doll was there till 8 o'clock instead of 5 o'clock. There was a lot of bickering, it has to be said. Uh, and thankfully, there was uh, a successful outcome to it. But when is the right time to lock down or partially lock down? Uh, because uh, we had 427 people leave this world, yes, they pass away in Italy on one day alone. Uh, Is is that the level uh, of epidemic uh, that we want to be in before we make these decisions here?
0: Absolutely not. And, Michael, what I would say is I'm not a medical professional. I'm not somebody who is uh, advising or judging this because everything that we do... Uh, As as Simon said, or the Minister for Health said at the end of his speech there, our priority is to safeguard public health, to save lives, as you said. We know it's gotten to a stage in Italy far beyond where any of us want to be. And I know people are saying that, you know, there's a curve that shows that Ireland is exactly two weeks behind Italy. We simply don't know if that's the case. Uh, There are also suggestions now that this was potentially in Italy before Christmas and that the extent of it wasn't actually known uh, in the country. But the fact that we are implementing measures that are being advised to us through our chief medical officer, that is the way that we have to apply these. Uh, And for me to say when the right time is, I simply
2: don't know. Mm. But you saw the research from the consultants in Limerick who were looking at the amount of people who had contracted the disease per million people in the population, and they estimated, based on those figures, that we are two weeks behind Italy.
0: Well, we certainly know that our figures are going to increase over the next number of days, and we've seen that in the number of cases. But what we also know is that the more you test, the more you obviously uh, get positive results. But because we are now, uh, we we had, uh, I think it was 30,000 new test kits that came in Mm. yesterday, we have a significant amount of people, 30,000 plus people have responded Mm. to our call for help, and that will be to help the contact tracing as well. And we know that in countries where they have carried out Mm. tests, Where people are either positive, where they have been in contact with people who are positive, where they've travelled from infected regions and where those contacts within them, their contact tracing people, Mm. where they are being asked to self-quarantine, they're actually getting a handle on this. Mm. so we we need to take a level of self responsibility and, and I think and
2: we can that start that ourselves. Tony Houlihan was making Absolutely. the point uh, two days ago that we can all keep a record of all of the people that we 've been in touch with, so that if we end up developing uh, this disease, it can make uh, the contact tracing easy for the authorities because we can tell them exactly who may be at risk as a, a result uh, but when it comes to the measures to help the population deal with the economic fallout, uh, it's hard to imagine uh, how we can survive this for any length of time, uh, a a number of months or or, or possibly beyond that.
0: Well, what I would say firstly is the reason, um, you know, we've, we've tried to take these steps and as I said, everything is advised in terms of what is right for public health, but we're also trying to at the same time protect where possible people's income that's why we're advising businesses where they can to continue paying their employees that's why we've put in, um, with, with the help of our uh, Minister for Social Protection, Regina mm. Doherty, a significant um, a measure of support for people across the board to make sure that funding is still, mm. uh, you know, that people are still being paid. If you look at business supports alone, um, a number of supports...
2: It's extraordinary, Minister. For Brexit. But, I mean, I, and, think, I think most people believe it's not enough, as extraordinary as it is, as significant as it is. Uh, David McWilliams uh, is talking about uh, the central bank publishing helicopter money and simply just paying everybody in the country, printing money and giving it to people?
0: Well, you know, Michael, I have to say most people that I've spoken to have been happy with so far what has been put in place and and I agree I think we're looking at, at an even more difficult situation in the next few weeks and months. We know that the figures of, of people unemployed now and, and the numbers that have happened simply overnight in some instances, they are going to continue to increase. And that's why we have to make sure that every, every measure that we put in place, um, that every person gets some support in some way, be it through their, their rental holiday, be it through continued support from their employers where possible, be it through the social welfare payments, but also we're looking beyond this. We're trying to make sure that we can have supports in place businesses so that they can bounce back and you know I've spoken to a lot of people who had only just opened up their business mm. who had you know found themselves in death and, and you know when you open a business it takes a while to, to get yourself on your feet mm. for those kind of people we need to make sure that when we do get through this and, and we will get through this and we will come through and yeah, do the Yeah the only rest,
2: way we can do that, that is to pretend that it never happened uh, and that means that emergency legislation uh, that was passed yesterday isn't sufficient we, we we need even greater powers do we not?
0: Well, the legislation that was implemented yesterday gave powers that currently aren't there, so they essentially gave... Mm. further powers to detain, mm. uh, to isolate people, mm. to try and prevent the spread. So where you perhaps have somebody who has COVID-19, uh, who is not adhering to social distancing, who is perhaps mm. uh, a, a threat to themselves and to other people, powers have now been put in place where you have gatherings that are taking place. And maybe I, if I could stress this because I know people are saying, well, if you have gatherings of over or under 100 people under the one roof, what's not to stop people from having parties? What's not to stop people from having other members of their family or friends in their house. If you can imagine some, you know, an average house, if you have 20 people even in that house, the ability for people to keep a distance of two metres from each other, it's simply not possible. So while we're saying mass gatherings can't happen, we also need people to adhere to the social distancing. And by doing that, that is how we will get through so much of this. And again, I have to stress the countries where we've seen uh, where they've been able to, to flatten the curve, where they've been able to keep the numbers who are co- uh, contracting this at a level that is manageable for our health service, mm. it's where they are socially distancing. So when you mentioned there about keeping a list of the people, really that list should be very small. That list should be your immediate family where you're in work. That list should be at, at a minimum. And that's why we're asking people. And, and it's very difficult because we don't mm. know but how long.
2: There's no onus on anybody to do that.
0: Well, I, I think there is, and I think anybody who doesn't take this... Well, there's, no legal,
2: anybody, there's no legal onus on anybody to do that.
0: Well, the legislation that was passed yesterday will provide powers uh, to our Gardaí, to our forces, to enact measures if people are not listening to this. So that that's what that legislation was for yesterday. We hope never to have to use it. We hope to not have to detain people. We hope to not have to forcibly uh, isolate people. But if it gets to that point, then yes, that's what we'll do. But we're a mature society. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what we've seen so far from people, and, and to go back to what I said at the very beginning, you know, people have been wonderful. The fact that 30,000 people have offered their mm-hmm. help or their support, be their medical backgrounds or not, to try and help this is absolutely massive, but we need to look out for each other here. And so anybody who isn't taking this seriously, anybody who doesn't think, you know, they need to socially isolate or or separate themselves,
2: Mm.
0: I'd ask them to think of what's happening. And
2: what if they they don't want want to go to work?
0: work? Well, again, I know any employer that I have spoken to has had uh, regular, if not daily meetings with their customers or with their sorry yeah, with their there's,
2: uh, there's people going people. to work today and they don't want to go to work because uh, they're concerned uh, that uh, they or somebody in their family might die as a result of it there, there's no legal protection for them
0: well what we have asked is that employers engage with their employees and that is happening and for people to say that that's not happening you know and, and I was I'm not saying, saying it's not happening I'm saying there's
2: no legal me. protection for those people Minister
0: with what we have in place are measures that will protect people. So, where mm-hmm. people are not socially isolating, where they have symptoms, where they have the virus, where people are not, yeah, yeah, but that's to not why people are worried. Mm.
2: That's not why people are worried, and you know that, Minister.
0: The measure, that, you know, again, I have to go back. I'm not a medical expert. Mm. Everything that has been put in place, it, it's relevant to the situation that we're in now, mm. where people don't want to work. I would advise them absolutely. If it's not possible to socially distance, mm. then they shouldn't be working. That's very, very mm. clear. And for people and they can who can't work, Michael, who for people who can't work, there is a payment that is there.
2: Yeah. Uh, no, and, I know, but if you don't want to go to work, you can be sacked. There's no legal protection.
0: Do you know, Michael, what you're suggesting, and I, I really, I haven't seen it anywhere. I haven't seen it from a single person, nor heard it from a single person. Oh, we'll we'll hear it later
2: are, from the TDs who spoke in the doll yesterday, but go ahead, Minister.
0: Well, where people are behaving in this mm. manner, where people do not want to work, where they can't implement mm. social distancing, where they feel that they are vulnerable, where they feel that mm. they are living with people who are vulnerable, then they do not have to work. And I'm being very clear in that regard. Mm. We have not forced people to close down their business Mm. because not everybody wants
2: to. Well, there are people who are forced to to work or feel that they have to go to work or they will be fired. And we'll hear Mick Barry, for example, talking about strikes in Italy as a result of this.
0: Well, anybody who is advocating strikes at the moment is highly irresponsible and I think uh, anybody listening to this show will understand how ridiculous that would be at this point in time. We have put in place and people need to not be afraid to to say that they can't work or don't want to work and I need to get that message across. Billions of euro have been put in place to make sure that a you can either work from home and that if you need to socially isolate because uh, you medically have been asked to do so that there is mm. support there, yeah. or if you cannot work. So, Michael, if stronger legislation is needed, why? Uh, just explain
2: the, work the work, third one. If you cannot work, what does that mean?
0: If you cannot work, we have a payment that's called the COVID oh, pandemic uh, okay, unemployment
2: okay. payment. Okay, okay, okay. But what, 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 what if neither of uh, the three uh, issues uh, apply to me?
0: Well, I think you're being slightly ridiculous here, Michael. If I could say because. Any of the measures that we have put in place can provide for people. So again, if you feel that you cannot work, if you feel that you're in a vulnerable position, there is support there available for you. And I would advise anybody, if they're in that position, to do so. You're Mm. asking, why have we not taken further measures? Medically, we have been uh, advised... Um,
2: It might sound ridiculous, but uh, uh, it's the way an awful lot of people feel. There must be an awful lot of ridiculous people at work today.
0: Again, the measures that we're taking are measures that have been advised to through mm-hmm. not just our chief medical organiser. OK, uh, we're
2: talking about people who can't work from home, let's say. There's an awful lot of people who can't work from home. You can't work in a building site in your living room.
0: Again, any of those people who feel that they can't work now. And, and say, for example, I've spoken to somebody this week mm. uh, who is a painter who has not been told that he can't work, but who is not working because, A, he doesn't feel that he can socially isolate, but also people aren't sure whether they want him in Mm. his home, again, because they are making sure that they are socially distancing. Mm. He is able to avail of the payment that's been put in place, so this COVID pandemic unemployment payment. It's a payment that's there, it's €203 for six weeks. Uh, On top of that, and obviously, if you have any business, uh, say, if you look at measures that have been put in place, you have a microfinance loan. It and and, a, and b- if you're, if you're concerned... basically cons- for sole traders it, where it, they have... Okay, they if, it, if, you're
2: concerned, the if you're concerned that you'll, pass, you'll get it and you'll pass it on to your mother and you don't want to go to work, you'll, you'll get the 203, will you?
0: If you are not able to work, if your circumstances are such that you can't work...
2: And your job is protected, you're, you're, you can't be sacked, and you'll get the 203 for six weeks
0: you need to engage with your employer ha. and you need to ha. outline right. why it is that you can't. But, Michael, we That's expect... That's the
2: problem that people are looking expect, into, Minister.
0: We expect everybody to adhere to this. So where people do not feel well, might be disappointed. to work, but they engage yeah. with their
2: employer. Well, you might be disappointed. I've been speaking... I know you've been speaking to people, Minister, and you haven't heard anybody say anything like that, but I've been speaking to people who feel that they have to go to work or they'll lose their job.
0: Again, what I would advise those people to do is to engage with their employers. Because yeah, they I
2: have, would, yeah, they have.
0: Well, well. if that's the case, then I would ask them to make contact with us or with any public representative or anybody to raise this concern. Because what we have asked employers to do, what we expect employers to do, uh, is to respect other people as well. Where people feel that they can't come into work, where they feel that socially distancing is not in place. And in that instance, if employers work with employees in that way, then yes, they can avail of that. Mm-hmm. Again, as I said, I have not had anybody engage with me uh, who've said they've been in that position. If they are, I would ask them to engage with me because everything that we are doing, it's relevant to the situation we're in now. It's at the advice of our chief medical medical mm-hmm. officer, all of the medical teams, because we need mm-hmm. life to continue in some way. We need there to be financial uh, funding throughout the system. We need things to be able to continue in some. Sense of uh, normality at the moment because this is going to go on
2: for mm. a long time. Oh, I know. No, uh, no, and, and, and we're
0: trying to work mm, with people as best we can, and that's
2: so. part of the reason people are are so concerned. Uh, I think you'll agree, Minister. Look, thank you uh, very much indeed uh, for taking time out of uh, if, if, your If page, I could uh, just
0: uh, say as well that mm. the Minister for Communications mm. is announcing at the moment um, that the, the levies for uh, our local radio stations, so like LMF and like KFM, Shannon Sight, or any of those are going to be waived for the next six months. That's because of uh, the important work that radio stations are doing. Not everybody's on social media, not everybody is able to access a newspaper so it's, it's so important that our radio stations are able to continue in the way that you are on LMFM and everybody else is. Uh, so we will be announcing that this morning a, a waiving of the fee for the next six months to, okay. to make sure that you're able to continue to do your job.
2: Okay, well thank you very much indeed. Uh, that's uh, very welcome news uh, for uh, the staff of LMFM and indeed all of the local radio stations uh, around uh, the country and I'm sure for for many of the listeners as well. Thank you for joining us. Stay safe.
0: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com
1: work. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.